You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you? I'm awesome, Wendy. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Thanks for asking. Of course you are. <laughs> and I'm actually really excited. I know I say this every every week, but I am really excited about this week's topic because this actually came to me with um, a, a client that I had this past week. Um, we went and did a full-blown assessment, and this is with a professional athlete. And one of the questions that he asked when we were doing the assessment was, what are you looking for? And so once I told him, he was like, I didn't even know that I needed that. And that's one of the things we're talking about. We're talking about behavior changes and mental mindset and understanding that sometimes you don't know that you need something until someone literally points it out. And then you're going to have to take that information and know what to do with it. Yeah. And I see that all the time with, especially with athletes, right? Wendy, as, as you just experienced, because I mean, it's simple as something as simple as seeing that or explaining to them, uh, you know what, your ankle doesn't move well. Well, yeah, I mean, I've sprained my ankles basically every season, every year I've been playing the sport. And then you explain to them, you've got zero degrees, five degrees of mobility when optimally you want to have 15 to 20. I know that's getting a little bit into the weeds, but when you tell somebody that there's something deficient, they're like, all right, so what? Right. So you've just exposed to them that, hey, there is something that you need to understand because it is getting into in your way. Now, when we talk about the trans theoretical model, and I'm just going to go ahead and for those of you that are watching us on video, there's there's a book I read some years ago called Changing for Good by uh, Dr. Prochaska Norcross and Di Clemente. And it talks about the six steps of changing behavior for the good, obviously. So the first step as we get into it is pre-contemplation. So Wendy, as you mentioned, you worked with a player, you show them that, okay, hey, there's a deficit somewhere. It could be in there, hip mobility, ankle mobility, shoulder mobility. And this is just one aspect of educating somebody that uh, there is something that they didn't understand, right? But you need to, right? And this first step in the six stages of behavior change is what we call pre-contemplation. And that's where you had no idea that there was something going on that's taking you away from where you want to go. And uh, one example I like to bring up, it's kind of like, hey, Wendy, do you do you have a manual or you have an automatic car transmission in your car? Now I have an automatic. Okay, now you do, but you've had a manual before. I have. That was my first car. <laughs> right. Do you remember before you started driving that first car, like you'd watch somebody drive that stick shift, right? And they go, I could do that. Oh, yes. Right. And do you remember the first time you got behind the wheel? I did. Okay. How, how did so that my, So does my dad very well. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a thought that he will never get out of his mind. <laughs> right. So how did, how did it go? Um, it did not go as well as planned. I was super confident, buckled up, had my mirrors set, and I was ready to go. Um, I was very fortunate because, you know, I had talked to my dad into buying me this vehicle. I told him I knew how to drive it. I felt super confident. I got behind the wheel and I would kill the clutch every time. And it was like, kill over and over and over. It was terrible. And it took me a good month before I felt confident getting out on the road around other people before I actually got to drove my own car. 
right and you know once that the clutch smell starts you know stops <laughs> you know filling up the car but that's an example of, of pre-contemplation you can watch your dad drive that car all day long and it's just go you know let off the gas press on the clutch shift the gears and then engage the the gas again it's like easy you're watching his feet and all that stuff but then once you get behind the wheel you're like all right this is not as easy as i thought it was so pre-contemplation is just basically looking at the fact that i i had no idea what kind of a challenge it was right i could see you i could watch you doing it but um you may that's when you hear the phrase you make that look so easy right mm -hmm. but that's where you you don't realize that there there are steps there is coordination there are steps that need to be taken in the fact that okay here's where i want to go here's where i thought i was i thought i was a lot better than i was and then you realize okay i did had no idea that there were these many things going on when i first watched it so when it comes to pre-contemplation that's when you think okay i could do that that's easy no problem and and when it comes to fitness and achieving your fitness goals, all we're thinking about is, all right, I want to lose weight. Well, what do you got to do? It, Wendy, it's as simple as exercise more and eat less, right? That's that's all it is. That's but, simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's simple, right? But then you, then you think, oh, well, what kind of groceries do I need to buy? Um, you know, when am I going to cook these groceries? When am I going to prepare my meals? When am I going to eat these meals? How much? Am I going to eat at every sitting or when it comes to exercise, when I'm going to work out, you know, between kids going to school, me going to work and my social life, when I get to the gym, what am I going to do when I'm there? How long am I going to work out? How hard do I need to work out? So pre-contemplation is like you don't even you're at the point where you're just realizing, OK, this is this is kind of the, the, the uphill battle that I'm looking at. Yes. And this week's topic on Random Fit, we're talking about exploring the trans-theoretical trans model with myself, Wendy Batts, and Ken Miller. And so pre-contemplation, like you said, driving the car, for me, oftentimes it's trying to pull out a pair of pants, feeling very confident that this is what I'm going to wear today. And once I try to get them on, realizing that that is not going to happen in the way that I thought. And so, you know, when I'm eating the desserts and, you know, having a good time on the social life that's going on right now, people are getting together, weather's cooling down. It's like you don't think about what you're doing until we get to the next step, which is contemplation. So yeah. we have pre-contemplation. You didn't know something was happening. You really, you know, I mean, you knew that you were probably making poor decisions or in the case of the car, you think you can do it. And then you get behind the wheel and you try to do it and realize, oh, wait, something's wrong. So now you're very aware, or again, us ladies that are trying to put on our skinny jeans that obviously some of us can't get into time and again, we realize that, okay, we know that there's a problem now. So in contemplation, there's a problem. We fully are aware that there's an issue, but now what are you going to do? So I think it's the awareness. That's the easiest way of looking at it. And all of these steps we talk about all serve a very important purpose, because if you, like Ken was saying, you have a fitness goal, you need to recognize where maybe this dysfunction is in your movement or in your weight loss regimen. What are you doing right now? that's not getting you to where you want to be. And I think acknowledging all that and gathering all that information is super important if you want to be successful. So when you get into the other stages, you're going to make sure that you're, you're kind of marking off the list, the things that you know can be setbacks if you're not careful. Yep. And again, with, with contemplation, you've already done the hard part, which is letting them know, all right, this is, this is what's happening. And they're like, 
whoa, I had no idea. So with contemplate, you're just letting them know, okay, this is what's going to happen if you keep doing what you're doing without changing what you're currently doing. So if you have a basketball player, as an example, and if they have, you know, little to no ankle mobility, they have to have some, but if they don't have the ankle mobility that they need, but they're going to, they're going to run, stop, change direction, jump, land. And if they don't do anything about that lack of mobility, let's just say as it's required for to play at that level of, of the sport, you know, they're just going to keep putting themselves at risk for getting injured. So with, with contemplation too, this is also where we need to look at, okay, well, what, what do we need to do to change this? So you, you've told me what's, what's going to happen when I'm, when I'm, doing this now. This is the path if I don't do anything different. And it's not a good path. But at the same time, you need to shed some light on the fact that, okay, there is there is another way. There is an alternative. There is something else that can be done to get that needle pointed in the right, the right direction. So this is where we start to look at, um, start to look at the next phase which as we're looking at it is preparation so contemplation now is okay we we realize that there's something going on but at the same time we realize that there is something that can be done about it and with preparation this is when we start to look at as the word is preparation we are going to prepare for that next level uh that, you know, so i forget what's the saying um proper preparation Ah, anyway, <laughs> you have to think of it. You said have, four or five have. different ways of doing that. I was like, wow, that's a lot of peace. And I don't yeah. even know if we can say one of them, but <laughs> you need to have proper preparation in order to be successful in the preparation phase. And I mean, and think of it too. Again, we can use the, the fact of the skinny jeans. And again, I'm going there because this recently happened. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm taking this huge trip. And I thought I was going to be able to wear this certain pair of pants. Like I need to get my act together because I have to leave in, in just a few weeks. And so didn't know that I couldn't fit in them, try to get in them, realize that I can't not, well, I can get in them, but not the way that I want. So now I've got to do, you know, I've got to prepare. What am I going to do in order to get into these pants before the timeline that I'm giving myself before I get on a plane and pack my bags. And so the preparation decides, you know, it's really important. And this is often the one that people, understand the most because to think about this too if you're cooking at home you need to look at the recipe and make sure that you have all the ingredients in order to put something together so you're looking in your your recipe book and you're making sure that you're going to have each and everything that you need in order to fully prepare something for it to turn out the way that you want it to in the long term. And I think we need to look at our health and fitness journey this way. And today on Random Fit, talking about exploring the trans theoretical model, you know, again, you have to understand, like some people don't know where they're starting, then they realize that there's some issues, we're in the preparation, we're doing the research, we're gathering all the information. And once you have that, then you're gonna go into the next one, Ken. And the next one is talking about the action. If we're going back into the baking and the recipes, you've got all of the stuff that you did in the prep phase. Now you're putting it all into action. You're sticking it all in the bowl. You're getting ready to mix everything up in order to start to really prepare yourself or prepare that meal. Or for me, get into a workout regimen, you know, looking at what I need to do to change my, my behaviors of what I've been eating. I need to take action now and I know it and I've actually committed myself to do that. And I think that's the big part in action is the commitment. 
Yeah. And just to step back a little bit regarding preparation. Um, and I love that analogy. If you're going to, if you're going to make a meal, you want to have everything in front of you ready to go. Otherwise it, it is not a good situation when you're cooking Thanksgiving dinner and you're missing like potatoes. Right. So you got to make sure you have it all. And, you know, when it comes to, to fitness and every, everybody's fitness journey is different. And, you know, I just had a consultation the other day and, in talking with this gentleman, let's call him John, you know, he didn't know what he wanted. He know he knew that he he had an end goal of of feeling better, right? He was feeling tired. He was he was lack of motivation. But as we talked about it, we didn't even know if my services as a personal trainer were going to be the right thing. So we started brainstorming on, okay, well, what is it that you enjoy about exercise and movement, and you know, one of one of the options that we came up with was even looking at martial arts as an option um, on top of, okay, does he do, does he go back and start to do things like, like salsa dancing, which he enjoyed, which not doesn't do a whole lot for, for calorie burn or, or cosmetic uh, physical changes, but he felt good about it. So we started brainstorming and martial arts came up. So in preparation, you want to look at all possible options and with, you know, in the U.S. at least, you know, one of the one of the go to's when it comes to making fitness changes and you talk about going to work out, Wendy, when it comes to taking action is is we look at the gym industry as the go to. We look at the health club, training studio, whatever it may be. But there are a lot of options. And when it when it comes to preparation, we want to look at, OK, what what are the options available for me to make this change? So, Wendy, for for that NBA player who had the ankle issues or, or whatever the issues may be. Okay. He could, he could invest in a percussion tool. He can invest in your services for manual therapy. He could go to a massage therapist. He could go to a chiropractor. He could go to a physical therapist. There's a lot of options that are possible, you know, and, and when it comes to um, preparation, you want to look at kid based and, and when it comes to fitness, okay. What's going to be the best option when it comes to the budget or the finances? Mm -hmm. uh, what's into my schedule, modality that I'm going to enjoy, hopefully, and you know something that yeah yeah you you and my, if you're going to spend three hours with somebody if it comes to training or group exercise or whatever it is if that's your option, then you want you want to see that you have a little bit of fun you know that you're going to enjoy it. It's not like that one hour a week that you're going uh. <laughs> Which I think that's that's a big problem with, you know, when you when you talk about New Year's resolutions and why people fail or they don't commit is that they haven't explored all possible options or they went with a typical option that most people do or they're subject to marketing and they, they just go with the easiest thing that's in their face, which which is, you know, health club gyms catering off of the New Year's resolutions. But, you know, do we really look at all the possible options when it comes to preparation? So getting to your point now, Wendy, action, once you figure it out what you, what's good for you and what the best next move is, taking that action is the next step. That's where mm -hmm. you actually commit to and do something towards that goal. Well, and I think too, you know, based on what you were just saying, when, when people talk about, we always talk about these smart goals, like you need to be very specific. They have to be measurable. They have to do, you know, they have to be attainable, you know? So when you're going through and you're setting these goals, that's part of the preparation phase, if, you know, or stage. And if you don't do that, then you really don't know how to take that action. So when, to me, those two really go hand in hand because you have to be, like you said, very specific. And what do you enjoy? 
what are you able to commit to? What are you going to commit to? Because what you're able to and what you're actually going to do, you need to make sure that you're on the same page there. And you've got to make the commitment that you are going to do it. Because when you do the action, okay, I've committed three times a week. I'm going to come see you on these days at this time. For me as a trainer, if I'm also committing, you know, it's very important that I also start to schedule out what are the right programs for you? And I think, you know, those that are fitness enthusiasts that have never had a trainer, we go through this thought process too. And those goals are very important to us. So we know what is your outcome and what can we best do to serve you in order for you to hit those outcomes. And I think that's very important. And because, you know, I, if I say, okay, you want to work out, you want to lose weight, great. And then you show up at the gym and I just give you a bunch of random stuff, but I don't have it really programmed out where it fits some kind of systematic progression to get you to that goal then I'm, I'm doing a disservice to you. And so, you know, it's very important that everyone's on the same page and that we are all very clear because again, you know, you, you on the outside that are not part of the fitness industry, you're starting in and you didn't know you had an issue. It's my job to kind of point it out. Listen, I saw some movement imbalances and this is what happened with my client. Did the assessment, saw some things that aren't um, ideal and movement and not as, you know, um, something that could hinder his performance. So letting him understand. And then we sat down and talked about it. Like, this is what I'm seeing happen. This is when your season's starting. And when I've got to get you back ready to go, which, you know, is a very short timeline. So what can I do to best enhance that? And then we start tomorrow taking action. So we've got the commitment. We know what's happening. And that action is now starting to incorporate some corrective exercise to fix his movement impairments. And then also ensuring that his body fat percentage is where it needs to be. We're still working on certain things that were kind of limiting him, um, you know, towards the end of last season. And so, um, you know, just, you know, when you're thinking about all of this and you're thinking about how it relates to you, it can be physically, it can be mentally, you know, emotionally, but then also, you know, on a nutritional standpoint as well, you just have to identify what's missing and then now take the action. Right. And on this episode of Random Fit, both Wendy Batts and I, Ken Miller, are exploring the trans-theoretical model. And we, Wendy just did a great job of, you know, kind of summarizing the, the first four steps of pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, right? And action is the big part. And I just want to back up and say, too, that when it when it came to this model, and again, I, I pointed out that book, I showed that book of uh, Changing for Good. The reason why I read the book um, was was to work on my communication was to was to look at okay how can I help my clients be more compliant to their to the programming so in in looking at these steps and stages of of the trans theoretical model if you're a trainer as, as Wendy you, you're, you're talking about if you're a personal trainer and you're communicating with a client one of the one of the things that we can do to improve communication is to understand at what stage your client is in. So for your client, Wendy, um, they were obviously, when it came to whatever the deficiency was physically, they were in the pre-contemplation phase, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm gonna have this client change, do the behaviors necessary to be a healthy athlete, they need to understand, okay, this is where you are and I have to communicate with them at that level. And I think when it comes to communicating with clients, we need to we need to identify where they are, where they stand, which 
the best we can identify what stage their mind is in when it comes to um, achieving a desired goal and then communicate at that level. So if someone's already figured out, okay, these are the options I looked at, this is the one I chose, then my job is to say to that client, perfect. When do we do that next step, right? Mm -hmm. When do we take action? When are we going to do it? Right. Because if you're if I'm talking to you as a pre-contemplation, but your your mind is already in the take action phase, we're not on the same page. Right. Right. Yep. We are we are missing. You're you're here and I'm here, and there's this big gap. So so that may mean it's like, well, why is this guy telling me what's going on? I already know that. Right. <laughs> or if I or on the other end, if I'm talking about action, it's like, why should I do that? I mean, I feel fine. Well, you feel fine, that's great, but your hips don't move well, right? Um, the no. hips don't lie, Ken. We need hips them to move lie. well. <laughs> but I also lie. think it's important too when we're talking about this. You know, we have we have to hold you accountable, and you need to hold yourself accountable. And if you haven't gone through these stages and you've made those commitments along the way, again, identifying it, saying this is what I want to do, and then saying, okay, I'm ready to take action. The next phase or next stage, if you will, um, is going to be maintenance. And, you know, it's going to take someone up to, you know, six months of being consistent, of taking action. And six months is a really long time. That's half a year that you're going to have to show me that you can do these actions that I'm, I'm telling you. It's not the same thing. Things are going to change. Your, your program should change. Your workout should change. I mean, Ken and I have done a ton of different podcasts on changing up your workout routine and doing things that you enjoy and getting outside and thinking about things outside of just the, the gym or the box. And, you know, that's important, but it takes approximately six months in that action phase before you get to the next, which is maintenance. And once you've gotten to maintenance, you know, that's where you want to be. You want to maintain without even really thinking about it at the end of the day. It's something that's now becoming that natural habit that you're doing each and every day to better yourself for the good. Yeah. And if you're, if you're listening to us and you're not a personal trainer and you're just an exerciser, just, you just like the idea of, of, of listening to random fitness, um, that maintenance part. And that, that once you get there, once you get in there, just, just keep, keep at it. And the idea here is that if you're doing it, keep doing it until, until you get to the point where we're talking about termination. So, there, you know, when it comes to maintenance, all it is is like you're doing it, keep doing it, right? Find those rewards. So, Wendy, you talked about those smart goals, right? Um, is it real? Is it reasonable? Is it attainable? Is it measurable? Um, from there, you know, look for the small wins and, and whatever it takes for you to kind of get your, you know, get your anchor so that you can make it to the next step and then find your next anchor and then make it to the next step. Whatever it takes to, to get from one day to the next and continuing that desired behavior, whether it's eating more fruits and vegetables, going for that mile walk a day, um, just keep doing it. Because once you've maintained that for six months, there is that part where, there, where it's now a termination of that undesirable goal or that undesirable behavior. Again, we, the easy pickings is sitting down, binge watching uh netflix or you know you know whatever bad habits are out there eating a, a box of bonbons or or whatever it is you've terminated a behavior i don't know i'm trying to think of bad behaviors here but that whatever it was that was leading you down that 
that less than optimal path towards health and wellness when it comes to the context of this podcast, you've stopped that. You have no desire to do that anymore. But on the other side of things, if now this is where you get grumpy when you don't work out, you get grumpy when you don't exercise. And it's funny that we're talking about this now because I'm at about that sixth month of, of doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I'm, I'm at the point, Wendy, that if I don't get in two, three sessions a week, I'm, I'm like, man, this week was not good. Right. So I start missing it. I start missing. Mm -hmm. I start missing doing that activity because that's what I look forward to doing. Um, but it's also like I have to reflect, OK, well, what did I do instead of going to class? And a lot. Of, I mean, there's reasons why I miss class, multiple reasons. But chances are, you know, I'm going to be really disappointed in myself because I was working too much or sitting down for that hour that I would have been training. So when it comes to termination, there is a, a lack of desire to do that bad behavior that could have led you down that bad path. Yes. And I, and I really do believe um, today on Random Fit, we're talking about exploring the trends theoretical model. And I do believe that each stage is so very important. And again, termination, you can look at it two different ways. Like you said, that that bad habit is no longer a bad habit. And you've actually started to like enjoy and embrace the good that you've brought into yourself over, you know, that's taken you over six months plus to achieve, you know, making sure that you don't fall down into, you know, bad habits again, or start picking up others. And so this should be something that's reoccurring all the time. And so just to kind of reiterate and summarize everything, when you're talking about the different stages, number one, pre-contemplation. So pre-contemplation is that you don't even realize that you have a problem. Okay. And then all of a sudden somebody points it out and you get into contemplation, like, Hey, and I'm going to use the example of, of, of an, a muscle imbalance, like, hey, your foot's starting to turn out or, oh, you've got low back pain. Well, these are some of the reasons why. So someone's kind of pointing out things that you were not even remotely close, like you weren't even aware of. And then you sit down and take the preparation. So before you, you know, you've got to sit down and understand, OK, this is what's happening. This is why you're feeling this way. These are some of the changes that we need to do. So you're gathering all the different information. You're making the commitment. You're going to hold yourself accountable. Now you're actually going to take action for whatever that that new thing is that you're trying to embrace and bring in, whether it's to move better, feel better, perform better. All of that is going to be really important. So you've got the preparation phase and then you're going to take action. Again, you need to stay within that action for approximately six months. You've got to work on it each and every day. Whatever you're committing to, you're committing at a high level, but you're also embracing the change. And then, of course, once you get to that part, you've done it for six months. This is something you really enjoy. You want to maintain it because, as we know, you start taking time off from something that you enjoy doing. After a couple of weeks, you just kind of drop it again, and then you're going to have to start all over. And so, you know, with movement, you always, you know, movement is medicine. We've talked about that a ton. I think it's very important that we keep on moving correctly. So it's something you have to work on and maintain in order to, you know, execute yourself at a high level. And then at that point, once it becomes your norm, you can terminate or, you know, hopefully you didn't fall off and just terminated everything that you worked really hard for. So, right. so this was fun, Ken. I mean, I really enjoyed this one. It's important. Yeah. yeah. And it's, again, use it for what it is. And it's, it it's a communication tool. If you're a personal trainer who's working with the client, you know, identify where they are. Uh, but if you're not with a personal trainer, you're an avid exerciser. That's, you know, someone who's listening to this episode of, of random fit, you know, just evaluate. Are there things that I want to accomplish that I've tried and failed and tried and failed? 
and then figure out, okay, well, at which stage am I? Do I really have all the information? And did I explore all the possible options before I took action? Because a lot of times when it when it does come to working with your personal goals, sometimes we don't do the necessary steps to properly progress into that next step. So yeah, when I, I think the key word there is your person, well, key words um, yeah. is your personal goal, not not what Ken is, like his goal. Like, yeah, no offense. I don't want to go to take in jujitsu. It's not my thing. <laughs> However, you know what? I'm excited and I want to be a cheerleader for him. Like, listen, this is something that you absolutely love. I mean, yeah. for me, I'm just trying to get better at tennis. And I know right now you would not want to be on a tennis court with me. You'd rather be throwing, you know, throwing people around. And and so, again, you know, having my own goals to try to, to better my craft or my sport or whatever it is that I'm into and you as well, um, you know, don't pick up someone else's goals because then you will not be successful. And you right. want to make sure that they are going to better you. And I think if you, you know, go into the mindset of thinking about the things you can change that you want to change and you do it every single day, day by day, you, then you will be very successful. Yes, you will. We will. Yeah, you yeah. will. All right. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. All right, Wendy. Hey, thanks for your time. Uh, you know, awesome. Every time we get a chance to record a random fit episode. So for those of you that are listening to us, thank you for your time and, and listening to this episode of Random Fit, where we discussed and explored the trans theoretical model when it comes to fitness and performance goals. So if you liked what you heard today, like, follow, subscribe, download, share, and comment. Let us know what you want to listen to when it comes to random fitness. But uh, until next time, everybody, take care and be well.